This podcast is made possible by thousands of dedicated listeners just like you. Be a part of this powerful three-decade legacy of evangelization by visiting materdayradio.com or downloading the Hail Mary media app. And thank you for joining us on the bridge between your faith and everyday life. In the book of Hebrews, chapter 4, verse 12, it says, Indeed, the Word of God is living and effective, sharper than any two-edged sword, penetrating even between soul and spirit, joints and marrow, and able to discern reflections and thoughts of the heart. Yes, the Word of God is living and effective today in my life and in yours. And that's the very reason why I'm offering this weekly podcast where I reflect upon the liturgical scripture readings for the Sunday Mass. So now, please join me on Faith Moments with Dina Marie as we break open the Word of God together, inviting His Word to change our lives forever. Greetings and welcome to Faith Moments with Dina Marie, a weekly podcast where we proclaim and ponder the Sunday Mass readings. Welcome to the 14th Sunday in Ordinary Time on the 9th of July. We are just right in the middle of the summer season. In fact, while I'm recording this, it is the 4th of July, Independence Day, and I spent two hours today at one of our uh, 4th of July parades. It's actually, if I think about it and go through my whole life, I don't think I've ever been to a 4th of July parade. And it was just such a joy. I mean, the streets were packed with people, lots of children, lots of lots of babies and carriages and toddlers and teenagers and moms and dads and grandmas and grandpas, people of all ages uh, were just lining the streets where this parade route went. And literally, it took two hours from the very first uh, event to the very last float. There were bands, marching bands. There were the cheer teams. There were the different sports teams. Everybody had a red, white, and blue American flag, uh, very beautifully patriotic from the beautiful classic cars, the the um, the Corvette Club, the Jeep Club. We had all these old classic cars. Of course, I love to see the equestrian, the horses. Oh, just beautiful. Uh, The fire engines. And it was just a joy to be around a 4th of July holiday that was filled with joy, that was filled with family and community. And it just brought me such hope to see, you know, the community coming together. I mean, from the tossing of candy to children and just this this safety that we were together in such a community. And in the midst of uh, the crazy world that we seem to live in, I was just really... I was in awe. I was thinking, thank you, Lord. Thank you for this community. Thank you for for bringing people together, flying the American flag and and standing for truth, freedom, hope. You know, we saw our military there and it was just such a beautiful experience. And so I just want to say, God bless America. And we have a role to play as citizens in our towns, in our communities, in our state and in our country to continue to call upon God to bless this place. But he blesses this country. He blesses the world through us, through our interaction. And in these readings today, we're going to hear a little bit about how we can get the strength 
to serve and to love, it's through rest and it's through meekness and it's through humility. And the question is going to be, the theme that I'm I'm picking for this week is, is God sent us an RSVP? God has sent us an invitation. We need to respond with an RSVP. Will you respond to God's invitation? Well, let's get into the readings. Uh, I want to open with the collect prayer. And there's a couple of words that came out to me. And sometimes we miss it if we hear the priest at the opening of Mass read that collect. So I like to get that prayer in ahead of time where I can be paying attention and just listening to the prayer of the church. This is a prayer. This prayer, the collect prayer, everyone at every Mass around the globe, no matter what language it's proclaimed in, will hear this prayer. And so it's beautiful to see how the church is praying for her people today. And so here's the opening prayer for the 14th Sunday in Ordinary Time. Let us pray. O God, who in the abasement of your son have raised up a fallen world, fill your faithful with holy joy. For on those you have rescued from slavery to sin, you bestow eternal gladness. Through our Lord Jesus Christ, your son, who lives and reigns with you in the unity of the Holy Spirit, God forever and ever. Amen. Our first reading is a reading from the book of the prophet Zechariah. Thus says the Lord, rejoice heartily, O daughter Zion. Shout for joy, O daughter Jerusalem. Seek your kingdom shall come to you. A just savior is he meek and riding on an ass, on a colt, the foal of an ass. He shall banish the chariot from Ephraim and the horse from Jerusalem. The warrior's bow shall be banished, and he shall proclaim peace to the nations. His dominion shall be from sea to sea and from the river to the ends of the earth. The word of the Lord. Our psalm is Psalm 145. I will praise your name forever, my King and my God. I will extol you, O my God and King, and I will bless your name forever and ever. Every day will I bless you, and I will praise your name forever and ever. I will praise your name forever, my King and my God. The Lord is gracious and merciful, slow to anger and of great kindness, the Lord is good to all and compassionate toward all his works. I will praise your name forever, my King and my God. Let all your works give you thanks, O Lord, and let your faithful ones bless you. Let them discourse of the glory of your kingdom and speak of your might. I will praise your name forever, my King and my God. The Lord is faithful in all his words and holy in all his works. The Lord lifts up all those who are falling and raises up all who are bowed down. I will praise your name forever, my King and my God. Our second reading is a reading from the letter of St. Paul to the Romans. Brothers and sisters, you are not in the flesh. On the contrary, you are in the Spirit, if only the Spirit of God dwells in you. Whoever does not have the Spirit of Christ 
does not belong to him. If the spirit of the one who raised Jesus from the dead dwells in you, the one who raised Christ from the dead will give life to your mortal bodies also through his spirit that dwells in you. Consequently, brothers and sisters, we are not debtors to the flesh to live according to the flesh. For if you live according to the flesh, you will die. But if by the spirit you put to death the deeds of the body, you will live. The word of the Lord. Our gospel reading is a reading from the Holy Gospel according to Matthew. At that time, Jesus exclaimed, I give praise to you, Father, Lord of heaven and earth, for although you have hidden these things from the wise and the learned, you have revealed them to the little ones. Yes, Father, such has been your gracious will. All things have been handed over to me by my Father. No one knows the Son except the Father, and no one knows the Father except the Son, and anyone to whom the Son wishes to reveal him. Come to me, all you who labor and are burdened, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am meek and humble of heart, and you will find rest for yourselves, for my yoke is easy and my burden light. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. An invitation to come, and who is the one inviting? Who is inviting us to be with him? It is the Lord. If we go back to that reading from Zechariah, there's this beautiful prophecy that's that's giving this the foreshadow of Jesus is the one to come. But the beautiful words, you know, shout for joy, O daughters of Jerusalem, see your king shall come to you. There's this promise that the king is coming and the king is a just savior. He's meek. He's humble. He's riding in on a colt. And we think about going to Palm Sunday and Jesus is riding on a colt. He's in, in, intentionally asking for a foal, for, for an ass, for his disciples to get that colt as he rides into the streets of Jerusalem and they bring out the, the palms and they say, Hosanna, Hosanna. Well, here is this prophecy in this prophet's reading. And it says that the king will banish banish the elements of war. He's going to banish the warrior's bow, but what will he bring instead? He brings peace. He bring, brings peace to all the nations. And so as we hear this rich reading from the prophet, we're reminded that God isn't a forceful God that wants to dominate over anyone. This is a God who is a God filled with love, filled with compassion, that's going to come in gently. In fact, our God comes into the world as a baby, as an infant, as a completely dependent upon child who depends upon his mother and father for food, for shelter, for, for a place to grow. Our God comes so humbly before us that the first people who meet our God 
are shepherds, are some of the lowliest people in the kingdom who really don't have much of a status, but yet they come to see the baby, Jesus. We see wise men who are searching for the truth, not searching for something that will make them great, but that are searching for what is great, what is beyond them. And they search the stars and they find the infant with Mary and Joseph. And here we see the king is coming. The king is coming for you. The king is coming for me. In the psalm, it says, the Lord lifts up all who are falling and raises up all who are bowed down. He brings up the lowly, the suffering, those that are hurting, those that are weak and weary, those that are just in pain and suffering of the heart. The Lord lifts us up. St. Paul, in this reading today to the Romans, and we only get this bit, but St. Paul speaks a lot about the spirit. But in this section, it reminds us that we are not here to live by the flesh. And that means, you know, to live by what I want to do all of the time. I just mentioned that this is the 4th of July, Independence Day. Freedom doesn't mean freedom to do what I want to do at any time against any other person. No, it's a freedom to do what is right, freedom to do what is good, freedom to do what I should do, not freedom to do what I can do, because we certainly can dominate, we can certainly steal, we can pillage, we can do all sorts of things that go against God, go against other human beings, even go against ourselves, go against our nature, but freedom to do what is right freedom to do what is true, freedom to bring out beauty. That's true freedom, that we're not living just by the flesh. Well, I can overcome you. I can rule over you. I can violate you. No, it's to have freedom in the spirit, freedom in the spirit to have those gifts of the spirit and to live those gifts of the spirit out so that there's fruit you know, we're living in a time right now in the Pacific Northwest where I drive by on one of the streets and there's this great fruit stand. And so at the beginning of the season, there was strawberries and raspberries. And pretty soon, well, there's cherries and there's going to be blackberries and marionberries and apricots. And, you know, there's fruit that comes from the harvest of working hard, doing all of the different steps to grow and produce this beautiful fruit the gifts of the spirit takes time to nurture them in our lives and our relationships. But we live by the spirit, the spirit that is dwelling in us and in our baptism. This is where the spirit comes. The spirit comes at that moment of baptism. The Holy spirit comes to take, take, take root in our lives. But will we nurture the spirit? I've got a garden outside. We've got blueberries. We've got zucchini and we've got tomatoes right now. Am I watering? Am I taking out the weeds? Am I providing the right nutrients in the soil so that that produce will grow? We have to do that with the spirit that's been planted in our hearts. We want to live by the spirit. Those who live by the spirit shall have eternal life. You will live if you live by the spirit. If you live by the spirit, the 
Alleluia verse, which is the verse that is sometimes sung by the priest or by the um, deacon or sometimes by the choir. Blessed are you, Father, Lord of heaven and earth. You have revealed to little ones the mysteries of the kingdom. Alleluia, alleluia. And in this gospel of Matthew, we hear a couple of different things. One is that even though we, well, first of all, we hear Jesus is praying to his father. And he's just been interacting in the gospel of Matthew and recognizing those who have refused him, those who have turned away from the Lord, those who don't really want to have anything to do with Jesus. And so he has been rejected by many in the couple of verses that come before this verse 25 in chapter 11 of Matthew. And so Jesus raises his eyes to the Lord and he prays, Father, that I give you praise for although you've hidden these things from the learned and the wise, see many of the learned and the wise didn't follow Jesus, didn't listen to Jesus, didn't take a look and listen with their heart the example of his life, the message that he gave, the invitation to new life. But we were hearing here that God revealed this truth of Jesus through the little ones. And no one will know the Father except through the Son. This is why we know that only through Jesus Christ can we get to God the Father. And here's the invitation. Here's this invitation. Have you ever received an invitation in the mail? Uh, just this past year, I received a wedding invitation. I received a graduation invitation. I received a birthday invitation. We receive these invitations to come to a, a celebration a celebration of some special event, something special within the life of a friend, a family member, whether it's an anniversary, uh, a, an invitation to go on a family reunion, which we're doing next weekend. But here's the greatest invitation to live a life with Christ. Come to me, come to me. You know, the invitation says, come and join us. On this date, at this time, at this location, and bring this kind of a gift or don't bring a gift or wear this type of a dress, right? A semi, semi-formal dress uh, required or a fiesta or a luau, <laughs> luau dress required. But Jesus is saying, come, come to me. And what do you want to do? Bring your burdens, Bring your labor, bring your hands, bring your work, bring your heart and take a bit of me. Take my yoke. A yoke is made for two animals, two beasts of burden that goes on their shoulders so that together the load is light. For I am meek and humble of heart and you will find rest for yourselves. Jesus's invitation is to come and to follow his life. His life in following that life makes our life light, peaceful, joyful. It doesn't take away the difficulties. We still have difficulties in the world. I'm going to wake up tomorrow and the headlines are going to have a lot of bad news. Even though I just saw a wonderful celebration to honor our nation's birthday, I know that there will be bad things that will happen to people. 
bad things that will happen to good people. And yet beyond that, the Lord cares for all of his children. His yoke is easy and his burden is light. If we respond to that RSVP, how do we respond? We we turn to Jesus. We bring everything that we have and we give it to Jesus. We, we put it at his feet and say, Lord, I'm going to give you this. Help me in my daily lives. Help me in my relationships at work, in the ministries that I'm involved in, in the difficulties at school, in the difficulties at summer camp, and in, in the sporting events that I'm doing, in trying to study as a student and preparing for college, in my seminary studies, in my discernment to the priesthood or religious life, as I'm thinking about maybe asking this person to marry me and spend my whole life with this other person and to build a family. And to be like you, Lord Jesus, help me in this way. Help me to be meek and humble of heart. There's some really good pieces in this conversation with God. I think I'll just share one of them with you. And for the 14th Sunday in Ordinary Time, and the theme is really helping others to carry their burdens as we're looking at this invitation from Jesus that Jesus wants to help us to lighten our load. This meditation says, we must imitate our Lord, not only by avoiding causing unnecessary worries to others, but by helping people to bear the worries they already have. When we put our trust and our faith in Jesus, it gives us the strength through Jesus's strength, through the grace of God, to help walk with others, to accompany others, to listen to others, not to solve their problems, no, but to be there with them as they face their problems. It might be somebody at work who just, you're the person that they go to and they can just kind of share and they might, yeah, be dumping on you, but they're, you're, you're helping them because of your strength in God, not in your strength, to listen, to accompany. Let me pray with you about that. And you start to be that Jesus to another. There's an interesting reflection here. We should never think that any act of self-denial or sacrifice offered for the good of another is more than we should do. Charity should stimulate us to show our regard for others in very specific ways. It should lead us to look for opportunities of making ourselves useful of lightening the burden of others, and of giving joy to all those we are able to help in any way, even though we know that we will never do as much as we should. You know, we're never going to do as much as we should, but we can do what we can today. We should always try to relieve others from whatever seems to weigh them down, just as Christ would have done in our place. Sometimes this will mean our doing some small act of service. At times, it will mean a giving word of encouragement or hope. At others, it will be help, helping somebody glance up at the master so that he comes to see his situation in a more positive light. Christ makes himself present to us through charity. He acts in the world at every moment through the members of his mystical body. It is for this reason that our constant union with Jesus enables us to also say, come to me all who are laboring and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. 
we can help to take away that burden by being a friend, by being compassionate, by being an accompaniment to another person who is searching for the truth. Let's be that light and truth to others. Charity is the full realization of the kingdom of God in the world. So let us have that charity of heart. As Jesus says that he will come and he wants us to come to give him those burdens that as we've given Jesus our burdens, that we can go out and help others who are heavy laden and burdened. Maybe they haven't heard the truth of Jesus Christ. Maybe during this summer, there's going to be one person in your life, in your path, in your circle of influence that it's a word, it's a, it's a word of encouragement, it's a prayer, it's uh, bringing a cold glass of water on a hot day. It's just that, that gift. And by lightening somebody else's burden, they will have an openness, we pray, to experience the Holy Spirit. And that they will not just live in the flesh, but that person that you connect with will now begin to seek a life in the Spirit. Let's encourage one another to live a life in the spirit today and always. Glory be to the Father and to the Son and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. Alleluia. Have a blessed day, and may God bless America. You have been listening to Faith Moments with Dina Marie, reflections upon the liturgical scripture readings for the Sunday Mass. New podcast episodes are released weekly through the generous support of Mater Dei Radio. To learn more about Faith Moments with Dina Marie, visit me online at dinamarie.org. That's dinamarie.org. May you have a blessed week. If you enjoyed this podcast, please consider sharing it with a friend. You can support this vital mission of evangelization through materdayradio.com or the Hail Mary media app. And thank you for helping us lead souls to Jesus through the Blessed Virgin Mary.